I'm not gonna bury another Wayne. Bury another Batman. <laughs> I, I won't, won't even put, attempt. I won't put another Wayne in the ground. In the ground. I'll never forget in the first one. He goes, "All those bloody push-ups, and you can't even lift a log." <laughs> I, I love that line. He's about to burn to death, and He's, you're just like, and, "Time to roast you." And even Christian Bale gives him a look like, like "What the fuck?" Yeah, not the time, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to blow out the, the flames. Uh, not the time, Alfred. Not the time. I love roast that. me later. It's a good moment. Roast but, me later. But uh, before the fire, before literally the fire, roast me. Literally roast me. Yeah. gentlemen welcome to episode 38 of straight to series my name is connor and i mean and welcome to the straight to, straight series, to podcast. series podcast <laughs> ah, hooray, hooray. candle please, candle please, applause relax, candle, candle applause can laughter yeah guys it's it's good to be back we've been gone a regular amount of time this time. Yeah, and this yeah. is episode 38. 38. We're nearing our midlife crisis, I think. Getting very close. I yeah. feel it. I I've, feel it. Me too. Uh, it's going to turn into a sports podcast by then. Oh, we're going to get motorcycles. Yeah. We're going to be sitting on motorcycles sit- talking. On mo- oh, gonna- that'd be so badass. Yeah, I'm going to start going bald, so I'm just going to shave my head completely. Yeah, you got- it's be just a commit new- to it. going to be a new look. Um, I've gotten rid of my beard, but that was due to personal accident <laughs> as opposed to a style choice. Oh, man, I'd be an A&E if I, if I shaved off my beard yeah, by accident. I, I can imagine. It, it, it was traumatic enough, and my beard is pathetic. But so. I'd love, right, if I did shave it by accident yeah. and I started with the side... I'd keep the mustache for a day. Yeah. yeah. Just to be a baller for a day. I was tempted because my mustache and goatee bit, as I like to call it, is still longer. Oh, yeah. I deliberately left it longer to try and draw attention away from (laughs) my fat face whenever I shave everything off. But it's not working. Yeah, no, it isn't. No. Um, as commenters have pointed out that I'm slowly getting fatter and fatter as I saw that comment <laughs> oh yeah wow yeah, yeah. wow harsh words indeed holster that weapon from the Jesus. audience am I right <laughs> you know who you are um, yeah yeah shave right down the middle couldn't do anything about it at that uh, stage then you guys just have to commit you just have to commit to it I'm yeah. glad it all didn't come off anyway what are we meant to talk about in this show movies oh movies, movies. and we start with Box, box office, office. we'll take a stroll office. down box office lane yes let's do this oh man you know how you were saying beforehand you were writing the wrong things in here i wrote sonic trailer for the box office thing <laughs> sonic we, trailer yeah well what was the one i wrote for the french dispatch yeah i did the frenchman the frenchman now we have to talk about the french dispatch and mission impossible tokyo was supposed to be italy italy because we were yeah. watching clips of, of the Dark Knight the Dark when Knight. he's in Tokyo, in Tokyo and yeah. I'm just like Tokyo I can't, so, yeah. I can't separate my mind from what I'm seeing neither can I I was thinking about Tokyo I was thinking about what trailers we have to talk about while I was writing the box office thing Sonic trailer Sonic trailer uh, it has Gangster's Paradise in it and he runs and he looks ugly remember oh, when oh yeah we, that was the original one yeah remember when we talked about that that was a long time and ago and hey Speaking of Sonic, yeah. people seem to get over that trailer really quickly because yeah. it just experienced um, the number one spot again over the, wow. in its second weekend. And uh, Now, it has no stiff competition. Not really. The Call of the Wild came out and came close. It, it's doing okay. It's doing okay. Critically and financially. Mm-hmm. And if anyone ha- doesn't know what we're talking about, check out the trailer. Yeah. it's It looks dreadful, but yeah. 
Critics seem to think it's kind of okay. It's fine. It's passable. Harrison Ford seems to like it for some strange reason. I, that looks like the movie where I I would imagine Harrison Ford be like, get that out of my yeah. face. I don't want to. Why would I want to do a dog movie? <laughs> why would I want to do that? And then we found out with interviews that yeah. it's a man in a motion capture suit yeah. and he's just petting this guy. Yeah, Harrison Ford was petting Rubbing a his man. Belly. Yeah. He's Sean like, Gunn. Yeah. It yeah, has to Sean be Sean Gunn. Gunn. Whenever an animal is being played by a motion capture guy, it's Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. Let's get Sean Gunn in. He'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because Andy Serkis, you know, he's on a different level Andy now. Andy Serkis. Oh, I watched... Uh, I if watched... it's not Gollum or an ape <laughs> or King Kong... Or King Kong. I'm not doing it. I'm not. Uh, Andy Serkis does exclusively apes. That's apes, it. That's yeah. his whole thing. Yeah. You, you need an ape, you call Andy Serkis. You need any other animal... You need a Gollum. You need a Gollum, Andy Serkis. You need any other animal, Sean Gunn's your man. Yeah. Even like a butterfly. Yeah, he'll do it. I'll, I'll flap for you. I'll, flap I'll fucking for flap yeah. for you, bro. I like Sean Gunn. I don't mean I like him too. Him. Yeah, I know. I actually really like yeah. him. And he's also really good. What's his name? Craglin. Craglin. <laughs> I'll never forget He's going to be the new Yondu. Yeah, I love it. And he had he was in the final fight and he had the... Oh, spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Not that anyone didn't see that. But yeah, he had yeah. the... Everyone's seen that. Everyone's seen it. nearly that. made three billion. Yeah. Um, Many people seen it twice. I saw a thing and it was... Uh, it I was, saw a thing as well. Oh my God. Did we oh see God. the same this, thing? Maybe we did. Okay. I'll, Please I'll, elaborate. I'll tell you my thing and you tell me your <laughs> okay. thing afterwards. Um, uh, I saw a Batman skit and it was ba- it was like, Alfred, I need the bat cycle. And it was like, yes, Master, I'll bring you the bat <laughs> And it was Gollum. And he was like, driving bike to Master. And it's just something like that because Andy Serkis is obviously going to be... Alfred. So. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I was only telling you that I said to my mate, we were talking about Andy Circus directing Venom 2. Yeah. And I was like, right, which one would you prefer Andy Circus to spend more time on? Oh, yeah. Playing Alfred in the Batman, which is a very small supporting role, mm-hmm. or directing Venom 2. And he was like, Alfred playing Batman. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, want him, I, I agree as well. I want him to knock it out of the park as Alfred. Yeah. And I want him to be like on set all the time because I feel like... Yeah. He looks like an Alfred that could throw down if he needs to. Yeah. Which you is know? which is what I like. Jeremy Irons kind of looked like that. Yeah. But not... Michael Caine was so old. He looked still like... He looked like the guy that would still charm the pants off, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he still has that English suave look about him. But he was sad Fred. Sad... He's sad 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 Fred. Sad Fred. Sad Alfred. I'm not going to bury another Wayne. Bury another Batman. <laughs> I, I won't, won't even put, I won't put another Wayne in the ground. In the ground. I'll never forget in the first one. He goes, all those bloody push-ups and you can't even lift a log. <laughs> I, I love that line. He's about to burn to death. And He's, you're just like, and, time to roast you. And even Christian Bale gives him a look like, like what the fuck? Yeah, not the time, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to blow out the, the flames. Uh, not the time, Alfred. Not the time. I love Roast that. me later. It's a good moment. Roast but, me later. But, uh... Before the fire, Before literally the fire, roast me. Literally roast me, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog, top of the box office, Call of the Wild, close second. Yeah, close second. So over the weekend, yeah, Sonic came in first again. Mm-hmm. And now it's on 217 million. And it's going into its third weekend where it looks like it's going to be knocked off first nope. place by The Invisible Man. Uh, yes, The Invisible Man, which is, if we're talking about Call of the Wild getting a strangely positive reception, The Invisible Man is doing amazingly it's on 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah. it's got over 100 reviews so like it's it's vindicated like it's a good movie yeah and for the for a movie that's certified the, fresh certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes and for a movie that the two of us were shitting over on the first trailer where we were like the tr- first trailer goes from good to terrible yeah, yeah yeah well a lot of people are loving 
the domestic violence side of it. Oh, okay. They're saying like it's actually done really well, which oh, is great. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, me too. But because that's where we were like, mm. it seems a bit kitschy in the trailer. It does seem a bit kitschy. Yeah. It seems like almost too on the nose. Yeah. This is what we're doing. But hey, if, if they pull it off, well, then I'm happy. You yeah. Know? I mean, in the trailer, it's like, this guy is an abusive husband, but not like a normal abusive husband. He's been like kicking her in the stomach every night. <laughs> He's so abusive. He created a machine to make him invisible. He could have sold that for a lot of money. I know. But instead, he faked his own suicide, yeah. made a machine to make him invisible so he could just fuck with her so for he, eternity. So he could abuse his wife for eternity. If that's not... They're just, all laughing at you. Yeah, if they that, think you're crazy. They think you're crazy. They and I think you're closet. crazy. I also love that... I'm wanking in the... Garner. I was gonna say the Would a spunk be invisible as well? Um, I does, need to know these things Does discharge count as Like if he, if, he, if he bleeds Like would you see it as his blood Or is it his skin that's invisible You know what I mean? Maybe we'll the, get these, these questions answered These questions we'll, we'll find out I know in Hollow Man His skin was what was invisible Yes it was And therefore if you burned him His creepiness him, was not invisible His creepiness was not In fact you could, you could That was very visible Very visible <laughs> Kevin Bacon putting in an excellent creep performance oh in that movie Oh my god All I can remember of that Is the invisible hand cupping the boob mm. And it it got my motors humming at the time I was a kid and I was like I like yeah. this scene I want to be invisible and creep on women I just like the plastic Kevin Bacon when they have the lips as well and after cock like that but he enunciates perfectly because there's obviously ADR maybe we should watch that movie oh no actually we can't oh, because Invisible Man's like out today oh fuck yeah uh, and we, I, I don't know if I really want to watch it I, I want to watch that scene again I tell you what you go and see Invisible Man in the theatres and I'll watch Hollow Man and then we'll <laughs> that's great uh, yeah. let's do that yeah let's I'm do into that. that me too um but, but sorry what i was gonna say is invisible man uh the invisible man looks like that's going to be number one yeah this weekend and the projections are healthy mm. they're saying uh over 20 25 million upwards mm -hmm. and i think um what's it the box office mojo estimate at 28 million okay in america over its first weekend, it costs seven million to make. So that's already profitable. That's four times its, its production budget. Yeah. So and that's just in America, and mm. it's just the weekend projection. And Universal, this is how you set up your monster movie. Thing. We should say, you know, yeah. I know we're doing box office, yeah. but we should say that this film is coming from an absolute blunder. Yeah. Like Universal did the Mummy yeah. with Tom Cruise. You're like, and Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson, and your one from Peaky Blinders. Can't remember her name. Oh, and Sophia. Sophia Bocelli. Bocelli, I want to say. She's Giselle in um, uh, Kingsman. Yeah, she's... Uh, knife legs. Knife legs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scissor legs or whatever Scissor you'd legs. call her. And yeah, they they fumbled that ball. Oh my God. And like, what a charisma sandwich. Like having Jake Johnson in there. Yeah. Russell Crowe's in there. Russell Crowe's in there playing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. An excellently cast role. Yeah, and yeah. Jesus Christ, did he eat the burgers for that role. He, he was huge in it. He was huge. And, and not buff. And like, also, I've watched that movie now, and Russell Crowe is the only one having a bit of fun. He is having a lot of fun. Yeah. And if anyone can remember the picture yeah. where... Johnny Depp was the Invisible Man, by the way. Yeah, he I was know. supposed to be the Invisible Man. I don't even know the name of the actor for the Invisible Man in this, which is probably how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss is the main character. She's the main character. The person getting tormented by the Invisible Man. But um, Unlike Kevin Bacon in The Hollow Man, where you're like, all right, so the star the is star invisible. The star is the invisible guy. So weird. Then again, Kevin Bacon, he's got a great voice. He does, but like it's just so weird that, oh, so he's the main character, and then he probably spent most of his time just in the studio going... Ugh, boobies. Yeah, boobie, yeah. And Ugh. Josh Josh Brolin's there. 
as well. I, I don't even remember, don't even remember him remember in Josh there. Brolin. I know Kim Dickens is the one who gets sexually assaulted. Yeah, well, most women in that movie get sexually assaulted by Kevin Bacon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, for, uh, they put that, they had that photo for the Dark Universe, prepare for the Dark Universe, and they weren't all even in the same room for the picture. It was weird. Oh, who was going to be... It was a Frankenstein that... Uh, Frankenstein was... Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, sorry. He was, wasn't he? We shouldn't say Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster was going to be Javier Bardem, Bardem yes, obviously. Yes. And Johnny Depp, Invisible Man. The Wolfman was... Or was that even there? Ooh, I don't know, but I know Tom Cruise was in there as the guy who fights the mummy. I don't as, know. He's oh, Tom Cruise. So. Oh, and sorry, he is the mummy. He's a good mummy at the end of the mummy. Yeah, Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And Jake Johnson's alive again, which <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not okay. Com- I'm not complaining. If there's a sequel, hey, he's in there. Yeah, um, I like Jake Johnson. So, so yeah, all, that whole plan went out the window because yeah. it was shockingly bad. Do you think you remember the anti gravity scene yeah. where the plane's falling? Do you think that was for a Mission Impossible movie? Because supposedly, like Tom Cruise was like, "This is my request. If I do this movie, I've been thinking of this scene and I want it in the movie." That and also apparently he was heavily involved in the script and he increased his role. And, and supposedly de- they're some of the bad parts yeah, of the movie. Yeah, and he decreased Sophia Buccelli's mummy character so she doesn't get as much. You remember in the original mummy, like Imhotep, he was kind of. You got to know him as a character a bit yeah, more. Yeah. Well, they decrease Sophia's, like yeah. her character stuff. and that's... See, the problem is when you have Tom Cruise in the movie, you're gonna just like, the, yeah. the movie orbits around Tom Cruise. And I kind I understand that. If you don't write the movie around it, like if you don't originally write the movie around Tom Cruise being in it, it's not going to be a successful movie. Yeah, that's you know? the problem. Yeah, so you need a plan for it. Yeah, you can't change that later. It's not something you can change later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, while the movie's being made, yeah, they're like, like, oh, let's change this and that. Unless you're Christopher McQuarrie yeah. and making an Mission Impossible movie because yes, well, he, he can do that. And he, we'll, he can do that. We'll get into that Yeah, we'll get well. into that. But uh, to go from good box office news to bad box office news, Birds of Prey, not doing so well. It's on 177 million. I think it's time to say it's a failure. Like, yeah. it's a complete failure. Mm. I've seen some people on Twitter, like, box office and analysis saying like, oh, but it was never going to be like, knock it out of the park. It's never going to be like a Deadpool or whatever. But Why not? still, yeah. like, but even if you, like, yeah. right, what would be an adequate number? 400 million. Yeah. It hasn't made 200 million yet. Yeah. Like, if it comes, if it does get a release date in China, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be the end of the year because the coronavirus has everything shut down over there. Yeah. Including all the theatres. Again, we have more news about that yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if it does come out and it, it knocks it out of the park, like, the best I say it could do is maybe touch 400 million but there's not I don't think there's any case that it's going to make over 100 million in yeah. China so it's a failure it's yeah. it's kind of crazy to think that it did it is. worse than Shazam yeah it did worse than Shazam and you made a good point like if I had asked you what do you think is going to do better in uh, February Bad Boys 2 or uh, Birds of Bad Boys 3 or Birds of Prey you would have been like I would I would have given Birds of Prey the edge yeah just because DC DC just made a, uh, an Aquaman movie that made a billion made a billion made dollars a billion. Uh, it's a comic book movie I feel like they still don't know how to pull that off no uh, China yeah thanks China thanks China before I, Aquaman 2 comes out DC need to cure the coronavirus yeah, yeah they really they seriously do. need to, they need to funnel some money yeah. into curing it it's just so they can get make that make that Aquaman money you dollar, know, dollar you know what I'm saying yeah. you get that Aquaman money but uh yeah, unfortunately, Birds of Prey is not doing so well, and it's probably coming to its end, like its cinema run end. Well, it, it, that won't be for a while necessarily, but it won't be making significant funds. Yeah. And also, if um, the Invisible Man, 
uh, is as popular as like people are it's projecting. Just going down. It's just going to shoot it down even further yeah. down the ranks, you yeah. know. Um, so now I don't know if it came out in all territories yet, but it's come out in the majority of the world. So and again, it's a confusing one for DC because we know these people don't process box office information very well. Yeah. So they're going to be like Birds of Prey, good movie, not make much money, and Joker. Or rated good movie make money. Birds make, of Prey good movie or rated not make good not money. Not make good money. Aquaman two need to be made. Aquaman two now. Cure coronavirus now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, DC not make not not good at processing the information <laughs> given to them. So. Uh, make Batman have Q-tip gauntlets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get, we'll to, get that to that as well. Um, that's a whole section. That's a whole yeah. podcast. I love the idea of uh, DC being cavemen and Marvel is being run by Kevin Feige, who's like, see, just genius. He fucking sees the Matrix. He's got, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's got box office analysis. Yeah. He's got receipts everywhere. He's, he's like analyzing it all. He's like, okay, well, that didn't do so well here, but that's because of this character and blah, blah, blah. So he knows exactly why. Yeah. Has the breakdown, whereas DC is just over there trying to make fire in its cave. Yeah, you know? I, I see like a, a team of scientists analyzing everything in yeah. Marvel and then I just see like a bunch of monkeys going, ah, yeah, like, just yeah. flipping out. I was, it's Mr. Burns when he's trying to write the next great exactly. American That's novel. That's literally what I was seeing yeah. in my head. Yeah, and then yeah. he picks up the he picks up the monkey and he goes, it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times <laughs> and he starts beating the monkey. That's DC. Yeah, that's DC. Love it. But, uh, well, I don't love it. DC's my no. favorite franchise and it's fucked but comic anyway, book franchise comic book least, franchise yeah. I should say but yeah um, so we're gonna move off the box office news now that was a good box office I, I think, think it was yeah, actually was, yeah was and nice. I like that we got into the projections for The Invisible yeah, Man because I'm very intrigued I'm very intrigued too because I read that some of the projections are higher than 30 million which now, is impressive. That would be extremely impressive. I don't know what's all this hype for the Invisible Man for. Again, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, like I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm not that impressed with this movie. No, I didn't hate the trailer either. I was like, and I love Elizabeth Moss. Mm. That's the thing. And she just uh, knocked it out of the park in Us. Yeah. Another horror movie. Yeah. Blumhouse as well was behind that. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm intrigued in that. But anyway, I, this, this is a good start to their monster movie franchise now. Exactly. Just make low budget solo films and then you can bring them all together at the end when they're a yeah. bit more well established don't give us a, an origin room like the Sinister Six in Amazing Spider-Man yeah, 2 we're yeah, yeah they're just like fast forward we want to make it's it's like Batman versus Superman yeah. and then Justice League like we don't want to put the groundwork in yeah. billion dollars billion. give me give me, give me billion, billion dollars. dollars yeah look I'm doing what you like give me billion yeah now Marvel did that Marvel did that give me billion look, Look, we, Marvel did that. We do it faster. Yeah. Billion dollars, like, please. Thank you. They took too slow. Billion dollars. <laughs> they took too slow. They took too slow. Um, all right, we're going to move on to reviews. But, okay, so hang on. Just just to establish our headcanon for this, uh, Disney and Marvel, they're intelligent scientists, DC cavemen, universal toddlers. Toddlers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> universal exactly. toddlers. Well, now Universal have kind of decided the mummy cost $200 million to make. Yeah. The Invisible Man costs seven million seven to make. Seven million, yes. Isn't that? It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it's again. We, now, it, right, take that movie, okay, with yeah. Elizabeth Moss. Mm -hmm. Put Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. And all of a sudden, it's two hundred million dollars. Say the, mo the movie, movie, the so wine much budget alone would be a hundred million dollars. Oh, yeah, man. The iPhone, uh, the security to keep Amber Heard offset. <laughs> The iPhone, would be 50 million dollars the, the iPhone insurance on that movie would be oh, a lot alone true the, I like a how lot, your head was going to the same place <laughs> a lot of them being thrown around that set 
Johnny Depp. Fucking yeah, border fly over. He's like iPhone PTSD. Yeah, Johnny Depp famously throws his iPhone into every room. He, he only uses Samsung from now. Oh yeah, from now on. Yeah, exactly. Their screens fucking crack too easily. <laughs> don't get me started on that. Had a mishap with my phone recently. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into it. I will get into it. You really it. want to I get, will get into it. No, I won't. Um, all right. So should we move on to reviews? Reviews. We yes, don't really. Please. We don't really have any new movies or TV show reviews. But well, I watched. Oh, actually, you watched Hunters. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to do that before James? Yeah, Bond? we'll do it quickly before. Yeah, yeah. Because James Bond always takes forever. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Diamonds are forever. Hey. hey oh my god, that was brutal. We're not uh, recording. That. Moving right along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched Hunters. Yes. Logan Lerman's new. TV show? Al Pacino. Al Pacino is in a TV series. Jordan Peele produced? Yeah. yeah. Executive, Executive Executively produced. produced. Oh, enchanté. And yet you'd swear he created it. Yeah. He's the showrunner. He oh, wrote man. the thing because it's just plastered. Jordan ex- Peele. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Executive producer. Yeah. He probably had nothing to do with it. He was probably like, hey, Al Pacino would be good in it. Yeah. That's it. That's about as executive as it gets. Yeah. But... You know, I can't believe that Al Pacino's in a TV series at the age of, what, 79? The ripe age of 79. Ripe old age. Coming off an Oscar nomination. Yeah. What I like about this show mm-hmm. is before I even watched it, I go, Al Pacino doesn't need this. No. So maybe it's good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, why is he doing it? Yeah. It maybe must, it's good. Maybe it's good. Well, he didn't need to do Jack and Jill, or did he? Maybe he did at the time. Maybe he did at the time. Yeah. I don't know. No one else needed him to do that, though. (laughs) No one else wanted him. Yeah. Everyone advised him not to, but he still did it. I still pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. I still sometimes watch the commercial he does in that every now and again, just to remind me that Al Pacino... He did that. He did that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. But the Irishman would be a great palate cleanser. Yes, it has been. Yeah. Um, Hunters. Hunters. Hunters is good. I watched the first episode. First episode's an hour and 30 minutes long, so it's like a, a movie. It's an investment. Yeah. To watch that first episode. And it's a 10 episode season, so I was t- I thought it'd be an 8 episode season when I seen an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. This is the way I calculate it. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, clearly then it has to be a shorter, shorter season. season. But I really enjoyed it. It's about um, Nazi hunters in the 1970s in New York. It's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I- um, yeah, I-, I really enjoyed it. But yeah. at the same time, it's a, it's a bit confusing to watch. Okay. Because... It's about Nazi hunters, and a lot of them are Holocaust survivors. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect it to be really gritty yeah. and down to earth, but it's it's kind of like sort of bombastic and um, mm. Hollywood stylish. Yeah. Like even the dialogue is very is very stylish. It's almost glamorous in okay. a way. So that's a bit odd. It's yeah. you know because the subject matter is so serious. Like, so, is there more serious? Subject matter? I don't know, man. It's it depends on people, but I feel like the Holocaust is always a go-to. We're going to make a serious thing about win, this. Win Emmys now? Yeah, well, maybe potentially. It's only on sixty-five no, percent on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes, which, which is, is odd. Yeah, and, and I, I can kind of concord though to a, a degree. Like I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was very confused. It might be off-putting to some people. It is to me. I yeah. was kind of like, whoa, this is very Hollywood. It's very stylish, and yeah. It's about Holocaust survivors. Even in X-Men, Magneto is a Holocaust survivor and they take that shit very seriously. That's a great scene. In an That's X-Men movie. a heavy scene. Every, every scene in a, a concentration camp with Magneto is arguably some of the best scenes in any X-Men Even movie. Even first class. First class. X-Men oh. first class. Moves a coin. 
Oh my god, yeah, that's going, yeah. that's an intense scene. Moves a coin. Is it his mother that he shoots in that scene? Yeah, he says, "I'm going to count to three, and if you can't move this coin, I'm going to shoot your mother." And it's the Hollow Man. Yeah. Yes, it's Hollow Man. Kevin Bacon. He's oh, a comes full circle. Dirty fucker, isn't he? He's, He's a, a horrible person. Oh, and then uh, Michael Fassbender's Irish accent comes through at the end. A little bit. I'm going to count to three, and then I'm <laughs> going to put this coin through your head. <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but you know what I mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say give Hunters a go. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. but it, I did have to get over that element at first because yeah. right at the get-go, you're like, whoa, this is this is different than I expected. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit more glamorous than I expected. Okay. And, um, but that was a the, del- deliberate choice by the creator, it was, wasn't it? was, yeah. They got in trouble mm-hmm. by the Auschwitz uh, Memorial team, I want to say. I th- yeah. I, maybe they're the group that like do the um, tours yeah, and things like help, that. Of the keep com- the concentration camps, uh, like keep the... I don't know, organize Organize the tours and things like that and just keeping the memory alive, I'd say, Mm. and educating people because there's a lot of people who still dismiss it as if it didn't happen. Yeah, Holocaust didn't happen. Have you seen that? It's all fake. Yeah, that's... It's (sighs) crazy. It's crazy that people out there actually... Yeah. Do they even believe it? No, it's a real thing. Holocaust deniers are a real thing, unfortunately. They probably hang out together. Flat earthers, Holocaust deniers, I kind of put them in the same same boat. Although I I, I would... would, Snyder Cut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I would argue Holocaust deniers are a bit worse than flat earthers. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. But But anyway... um, they got ang- angry at the show, and it's in the first episode that the moment that they got angry at, mm-hmm. the scene that they got angry at, where um, it was fictional, completely fictional, and it's a flashback to a concentration camp. And, right, this is like the slightest spoiler because it's a flashback, so it's not actually pivotal to the story yeah. at all. So don't tune out. But there's just a human chess game, mm. and that's what they flash back to. Supposedly, that never happened. And Here's the problem, and that I I, only, I totally understand where they come from. The chess game is like a German against um, a Jewish man, right? And the chess game is all um, Holocaust, uh, not even survivors, victims. Okay. And they're facing each other. But if if someone takes the other person, if a pawn takes another pawn, do you have to kill them? Right. So in other words, the the people from Auschwitz, the Auschwitz Memorial Group mm-hmm. or whatever, was saying. You're showing Jewish uh, people killing Jewish people. Jew on Jew violence kind uh, of thing. In a concentration camp, in a totally fictional scene. Yeah. Now, I was like, Jesus Christ, that that's... Because when I watched it, I I went, oh shit, did that that happen? Yeah. I watched it with my girlfriend, we were like, whoa, did that happen? Yeah. Because it's very cinematic. You can just Mm -hmm. imagine, like... Yeah. It looks looks great, you know, because you do like an overhead scene, so it Mm -hmm. looks really like a chessboard. Actually, just, we shouldn't say, it wasn't just Jewish people in the concentration camps. People always get... get, get, Educate me. Can get annoyed about that, but it was like homosexual people and it was Romany, so gypsy people so and in things other words, like that. anyone who didn't fit into their... Anyone who didn't fit in uh, kind Master of, race formula. Yeah, yeah, a lesser race would go in there or people yeah, with yeah. defects or something He's like that. He's doing quotation marks for anyone who's listening, Defect, by the way. Yes, co- quotation marks, Loads I should of people say. are... Yeah, uh, sorry, I forgot there were an audio thing. Yeah, I, yeah. D- just the quotation marks on those things. Yeah, I yeah. don't agree. I'm just saying. I just want, just for 
representation sake. Because people would be like listening to her going, she's he's a small-minded prick. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real... like, what? I'm I, doing quotation marks? Could you not hear the quotation marks? I bet marks? he really liked those chess games, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah. No. It's his favourite scene. Yeah, but we shouldn't say it's not just you and you okay, violence yeah. and everything. It's yeah. Good save, actually. Yeah, because... And I saved you with the quotation yes, marks. you saved me with the quotation marks. It was a, it was a saving of each other. Yeah. We're like... Uh, oh, who saved each other in a... Well, we're like that safety net that saves Jaws. Yes, exactly. The audience, you mean. Um... No, the, the the safety net in the uh, in the circus. Oh, in the circus, yeah. At the start of Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, but all back I to wanted, this. yeah, all yeah. I wanted to say is then the the writer and creator mm-hmm. of Hunters, yeah, kind of had a good reply. Which um, I see, of course, I see both sides. But yeah. he was saying that his grandmother was a Holocaust survivor, mm-hmm. and he was making the point that he never wanted to depict. Uh, full real scenes because he felt like that was disrespectful yeah. to people because you'd never get it right no and also you're kind of like selling their pain in a way yeah and writing on that pain you know yeah. and um he was saying i thought this was a, be- a kind of a beautiful little detail yeah. he was saying that the numbers that are tattooed on the arms mm-hmm. of any of the actors in the show that are holocaust survivors and um, none of them are real numbers they're actually higher than any recorded number in real life. Right. So they don't... No actor in the show has a tattoo of the same number of anyone who really lived through of this. A, of or, a real or, person. Or, yeah. Or didn't live, live through it either. Yes, yeah. And I thought that was a nice detail. I think that's a really nice detail. It's uh, a lot Something of... Something I never would have known. No, me neither. And it's a lot of attention to detail as yeah. well. Um but, so, but I totally understand the other point as well. It's like, hey, you're showing you're showing something that's yeah. totally fiction, and people like my, myself, maybe, yeah. who was like, okay, that's that really happened. That must have really happened. Yeah, I, I would have thought that because yeah. I would have thought he would try be respectful and depict what really happened. But then he, what he's saying is makes yeah. sense as well. It's like I never wanted to, to depict a 100 percent real scene that mm-hmm. really happened because they're real people that went through it. Yeah, I uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. You know, I see both sides I don't disagree entirely with either of them as you pointed it yeah, out yeah sensitivity is key when it comes to like a, a fictional like show this, about yes. there's no need to be sensitive about everything no certain things yes you should be sensitive about like the holocaust <laughs> like the holocaust yeah for example I'd agree with that yeah, yeah. Um, it's alright to be sensitive sometimes yeah not yeah. for a lot of things <laughs> no not for a lot of things <laughs> like they're the things that you should be yeah, sensitive those about those are the things where we like, should be having a conversation about how they're treated as exactly opposed, as opposed to I don't know, some shy. I don't even want to think about it now. Yeah, hashtag just, triggered over yeah. fucking anything. Oh, anything these days. Um, right, we should move Moving on. Right but either way, I would. I actually enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it. Didn't love it, but enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. After I watch Hollow Man, I'm going to watch <laughs> Hunters. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hopefully, it's it's better than Hollow Man. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, or at least, hopefully, you find it better. I may really enjoy Hollow Man, though. <laughs> oh, wait. One thing that I want to add mm-hmm. is Logan Lerman. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Percy Jackson. Yes. If anyone doesn't know who Logan handsome Lerman is. Handsome boy. He is a handsome boy, but yeah. he's not, like, mega famous either. No. And he's, he's in also, Fury. He's in Fury. Oh, fuck. I'm about to say that. Yes. Yeah. He's that weak fucking guy in... Yeah, weak sauce. Who survives? Yeah, he Spoilers. does. Shia LaBeouf, mad cunt next to him. Oh man, I'll Absolutely. cut my own face. I'll cut my. I'll cut my, I'm cutting it. I'm cutting it. The director's like, you don't need to do that. It's too late. Cut too it. late. I already did it. Cut it already. It's scarred. It's still. It's there. Yeah, it's still there. And he's like, I'm going to do it tomorrow as well. <laughs> yeah. And the direct, by the end of the shoot, I bet the director was okay. Shia, whatever. He's so mad that there's probably more scars that you don't see that he knows about, yeah. and that helps his character. His character was circumcised. <laughs> yeah, he, he did that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, DIY job yeah, never DIY. been the same since yeah. <laughs> that's that's what sent him really over the deep <laughs> yeah. end he's only just recovering from it now Brad Pitt's a handsome boy now oh his hair his hair I was thinking his hair his as well hair. like he pulls that off he's a handsome he man he could pull that. me off yeah he could have pulled me off oh when he kills that German at the beginning I'm like you look sexy killing that <laughs> German man <laughs> you murdered that dude and it was sexy it was sexy yeah anyway uh Speaking of like a movie that's not true to not true to, to historical, real life, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not historically accurate. But uh, anyway, um, oh, well, I was just gonna say about Logan Lerman mm-hmm. is he loved working with Al Pacino, and I read an interview where he was like, Al Pac- you know, don't meet your heroes. Yeah, Al Pacino is amazing. Yeah, and it's just lovely to hear. Yeah, it's great to hear stuff like that again. Like, like the idea of working with Al Pacino as an actor has to be like a mind-blowing thing. Yeah. Especially for a young actor. Oh, big time. And he actually says, he goes, I thought about this and went, do you know what? If this TV series is terrible, it doesn't matter because I spent a year with Al Pacino. That's what he thought. But going into it, he was like, I get to spend a year with one of my heroes. Yeah. So, hey, if it's a piece of shit, I still got to learn from this guy. Got to learn from this guy. It's got to be like working on a Marvel movie. It's like, okay, maybe my movie isn't going to be great, but eventually I'm going to be in an Avengers movie and yeah. I'm going to be with Robert Downey Jr. and exactly. all these other yeah. people, you know? And, and hopefully I get the rub. Yeah. And then I'm in other stuff as and well. And I'm in other stuff and then yeah. people like me. and Like, I don't know, sometimes it's worth doing these bad projects to form friendships for Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. They were both in Green Lantern together and now they're married with kids and everything. You know? Yeah, it's mad. You never know what will happen. Anyway, we're going to move on to the big reviews. Moonraker. Moonraker. Woo! And for your eyes only. Boo! <laughs> uh, we'll start with Moonraker because we have very positive things to say about this movie. Oh my God, it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's it the- doesn't try to be anything but fun. No, it really doesn't. It, you, it doesn't ask you to take it seriously. And you want to go to space? Yeah. Bond in space? Bond in space? Let's do Bond in space. Hey, Jaws in space? You know what's big? Bond and Jaws in space? Bond and Jaws in space? That sounds good to me. Movie like boner. Box office gold. And it was. It's the most successful uh, Roger Moore, James I'm Bond not movie. Surprised. You know what success, was successful at the time? Star Wars. What are we going to do? Put Bond in space. Bond in space. Yeah. So originally they were, I think the next movie, what was it? It was The Spy Who Loved Me, right? And then the next movie was. And in the credits it says, you'll see Bond next or Bond will return. That's what it is. In For Your, for your Eyes, eyes only. only. And then. Moonraker. <laughs> Star Wars made a shitload of money yeah. and they were like, uh, forget that. Move that to the side. Yeah. We go into we go into space. We're going to space with Moonraker, and it worked. It, it made a ton of money. It made a ton of money. I was having a wonderful time throughout this whole movie. Um, by no stretch is it the best written Bond movie no. whatsoever. But man, oh man, is it fun! And it's nice. That's it. It's nice. To, the campiness is turned up just enough that it's like. This is great. I'm enjoying this campiness, you know? James Bond wears yellow Converse and that that just tickled me. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Just seeing him in yellow Converse, I was like, yeah. They're, they're space Nazis. Jesus, a lot of Nazi talk. A lot like, of Nazi talk. Yeah. This is a Nazi podcast what's, today. What's the bad guy's name in it? I keep forgetting. Drax. Drax. Drax is like, uh, he's kind of like this meek kind of Hitler kind of figure. Super rich. Super rich. Super rich. Bought the Eiffel Tower. Couldn't move it. Couldn't move it. They wouldn't let him export yeah, it. But they let him move a French estate brick by ba- brick <laughs> to somewhere in the, like the backwoods of what is it, Mississippi or Minnesota or something? Who c- Bond in space? Bond in space. Yeah. But Mr. Drax. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, he's a he's a he's not a nice guy. He plays piano. You think he's gonna be a smart villain? I mean, he he's kind of okay. Is will we go over his plans? We should yeah. actually compare him to I forget the villain's name. In- Stromberg. 
Stromberg yeah. in The Spy Who in Loved the Me. The Spy Who Loved Me, yeah. Who wants to build a city. He wants to pretty much blow up the world and live under the sea. This guy, the the depths of the sea, yeah. deep depths of the sea, this guy's going to space. Going out of space, baby. Master race in <laughs> yeah. space. I, I love it. I love Stromberg being like 70% of the world is underwater. Why would you not take advantage? And Drax is like literally infinite galaxy up yeah. there. I'm no, a, I don't have webbed hands for a yeah. start. I don't have webbed hands. I I've just, got a lot of money. I've just got jet black hair that I've probably dyed and a goatee that has also probably died. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to space, baby. And I'm bringing the Eiffel Tower with me, baby. Yeah. And I'm going to deliver my lines with the same tone throughout the whole movie because I'm intelligent. And I'm going to feed a very attractive woman to dogs. Oh, man, with some beautiful music behind it. Wow, John Barry returns. John Barry sorted Hello. out his, his tax issues and he shows that this is... I, I, no, no. He didn't even sort them out. Oh, yeah. It's just because this was like a French-American-English production oh, yeah. that he was allowed to work on oh, it. Oh, yeah, because he's not in the next one, sorry. <laughs> yeah, because then the, the next one, uh, For Your Eyes Only, is a fully British film. And he can't be involved. So he can't be involved because yeah. of his tax issues. His tax haven or whatever the fuck. Some... So, Blaine, uh, like, For Your Eyes Only, we'll get to it, but the music is shockingly bad. Oh, my and gosh. John Barry's fault for not sorting out his taxes. Yeah, but the Moonraker is probably the best scored Bond film in a long time it's so so good it's beautiful some of the like uh, the main theme we always talk about this it's Shirley Bassey back which is great it is great but it's her weakest one of the three like it's better than a lot of Bond teams yeah especially Madonna's yes but But, uh, I think I I think we could write one right now that'd be better than Madonna's Uh, 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 (laughs) no time to die (laughs) better it's better better. easily better no but uh, Shirley Bassey's back and John Barry he's got the James Bond theme in there and it's good to hear it and it's it's beautiful it's, uh, it's like John Barry wrote it and he it's timeless it's timeless it's timeless this score is timeless you couldn't if you listen to this just on a CD Mm -hmm. you'd be like oh this could be in any Bond movie and for such a kitschy movie that's like doesn't take itself too seriously the the score actually elevates it it really does it actually yeah those space scenes especially I'm like makes it so much better that dog scene without that music like that the, the music makes it so intense yeah it does and it's like the the it it makes me it, uneasy in a good way though me, it's, I'm like oh my god it's uneasy it's mournful because you know the, that she's not getting out of it you know she's not getting out of it it's very informative that yeah. music uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a really well scored film and it's funny the two of us I'd say I came to Ian and I said oh I love the score of it and he said the exact same yeah. thing so it was something we both picked up on um, I think we even appreciated it appreciated it yeah. a lot more after watching For Your Eyes Only yeah where me too. you're just like what's going on yeah yeah For Your Eyes Only the score is atrocious it's, it's uh, yeah. so campy yeah it's it's disco bond at it's worst basically. we should talk about the bond girl in Moonraker uh, <sighs> Dr. Goodhead Dr. Goodhead yeah oh my god CIA agent Goodhead Dr. Goodhead <laughs> yeah and sisters she, with Dr. Greyhead and, and she's introduced and it's like this is Dr. Goodhead and I'm like oh this is the girl they're gonna kill off early yeah no she's in a no. whole movie and all I think of is oh she's got a doctorate in giving head mm. that's all I can think of I know that's yeah. not the, how it works but I'm like yeah she's a doctor at giving head that's how it works yeah, yeah. that's that's how these she knows the human anatomy but uh, I also thought in the scene where Bond figures out she's a CIA agent, it goes on way too long. He finds one gadget, and then he's like, ah, I see. Ah, 
And then and then Moves on. and then and then I'm like, okay, so now he's figured out. She's oh no, he's getting another one. Ah, oh, this acidic perfume or something. <laughs> the perfume's great. We're yeah, like a flamethrower. He says you have a strong scent, and he puts it back down. And then it's like, okay, we've done two rule of threes. There'll probably be one more. Walks over her purse. What the fuck falls out? Oh, of her, purse? her her purse is like a radio it's or like something a radio like that. Transmitter comes yeah. up. and goes. Burr, 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 burr. And he, and but yeah, I just feel like Roger Moore's Bond just loves it. He's yeah. just, he's showing off. He doesn't even care. He's like, I made my point with the first one. Yeah. But I, I just, I want her to know that I'm the boss. But she's not saying anything. Yeah. This is what I find. As if she thinks she's still getting she's like, away with it. Maybe I'm going to get away with uh, it. Maybe if I just give him head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good head. She's good at head. She, she, from, it's in her name. It's in her name. But uh, Pierce Brosnan, at, after revealing like four gadgets or something, I remember counting it. I was like, this is going on way too long. <laughs> he's like, all standard issue equipment of the CIA. CIA. And it's like. That's standard issue. And you had to name all of them? Like the, her name. That's yeah. standard issue when it comes to Bond. Oh, yeah. If I was a father and mm-hmm. I gave... Uh, I was going to say I gave birth. <laughs> but my wife or whatever, like my girlfriend gave yeah. birth to a, a daughter. Yeah. And her second name was Goodhead. Yeah. I'm like, we have to change it. Yeah. I, I'm never having a daughter that has a second name that's no, Goodhead. We need to change it. And her it's name is Holly Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. Holy Goodhead. <laughs> that's what I keep thinking of. Holy Goodhead. Um, yeah, but Moonraker, I mean, it's a kitschy bond. It's got a great score. Um, it's outlandish, but in a fun way. Um, there are a few bits of it where it's like, I could have done without that. But overall, I was entertained throughout the whole yeah. movie. We should talk about skydiving at the beginning. Great it's scene. A great scene. We don't know where Jaws comes from, by the way, because you see inside the plane, mm. and we don't know if he's taking a massive shit. Yeah. For, because, oh my God. <laughs> there would be a massive shit if that it was Jaws. That would be huge. Nearly the size of Bond. First off, Bond's making out with a woman. Standard issue. Yeah. Then the pilot comes out, got a weird mustache and a rugby cap on. <laughs> Whatever. Standard issue. Whatever. We're past it. Then Bond's leaning out this window after the guy jumps out and Jaws just appears out of nowhere and pushes just him. Just pats. He's so strong. He just yeah. pats him and he's gone. And it's great. Like, it's scored with the James Bond theme. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool because I was reading about how yeah. the, the jackets that they're actually wearing because yeah. he's falling without a parachute mm-hmm. but the jacket he's wearing has like some velcro setup where yeah. the parachute's built into it and it's great really like cool. the guys actually wrestle for the parachute in midair and uh, you know they have cameras on their body which yeah. lets you know that they're stunt doubles the worst the most egregious example is Jaws with like a tinfoil mouth of course you can't even get a guy that looks 7 foot 2 yeah. the guy looks like he's maybe 6 foot yeah, he you looks, don't even try I, I think it's an Asian guy like I'm convinced yeah. it's an Asian guy I don't know why <laughs> with tinfoil teeth like, yeah. come on guys come on and uh, Jaws breaks his fall as we were saying by landing in a circus tent and surviving Yeah, think, talking about moments that you could do without you're yeah. like Really, that was such a great scene. Yeah, that just have Jaws disappear, not being able to think, and you don't know whether he's alive or yeah, not. Yeah, that or would something. be perfect. Um, because later on, uh, Bond fight kills the main henchman, which was this sa- uh, Aikido guy or something who's like oh, throwing yeah. <laughs> breaking glass, which you were saying was the most at the time. I don't know if this still stands, yeah. but it had the record for the most sugar glass used in a yeah, scene because they like destroy so many glass it just things. Looks like they're having fun. They're yeah, just, he just keep pushing them into cabinets yeah. and all the glass it's shatters, air sliding them across <laughs> tables and everything. It's just a good time. And then uh, the main villain's on the phone and he's like, "Oh yes, we need to hire a replacement." for whatever his name is yeah oh he's available yes he'll okay. do <laughs> yeah. and then of course we all know and it's jaws walking through a metal detector Big in the balls, airport jaws yeah 
and, oh. and Jaws gets a love interest in this. He does. An extremely small woman. It makes him look like a pedophile. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's really such an bad. odd choice. Especially because they give her like pigtails the and the pig blonde tails. hair. Yeah, and even the way she smiles is so innocent. Yeah. But the, there has to be like two foot of a difference. Yeah, it's like Shaq and his wife. Yeah, she's yeah. she's smaller than all the women in the in the movie. In so the like movie. clearly they made this creative choice. Yeah. Like let's make her tiny. Yeah, it's uh it's it's, it's a bit odd, but it's at not, the same time it's lovable. You're kind of happy. Like Jaws and for Jaws is kind of he's uh he's kind he's restricted because they're giving him a love interest. I was thinking So he can't be killing people. He can't be killing the good guys. And then at the end of it you're kind of rewarded because he does turn to the side of good yeah. and then he gets to kill henchmen and you never oh, it's great. and you never get like just owns them as like well. Jaws fights James Bond in the first one and you only see that him taking on henchmen that he can just throw around and everything. Yeah. Richard Kills just having a good time. He's picking two people <laughs> up, he's slamming them together. When he puts his hand over one guy's face, I'm like that guy is not getting away from that, you know. No, what I mean? no, the actual actor looks yeah. like a fearful. Yeah. Um, Jaws does talk we should say just a tiny, just a tiny. bit but it's well, great cheers to us and he sounds like Jaws I think it's Richard Keel's actual voice I hope so yeah but here's the thing we, we talked about last week yeah. um, what was the movie that you're supposed to die in it was uh, uh, Spy Who Loved, Loved Me he was meant to die he was written in, in the movie to die at the end fall into a furnace mm-hmm. or get thrown into a furnace by yeah. Bond and obviously the director and the producers and all went Jesus Christ Jaws is a great henchman. Yeah, and let's the audience him. loved him. Yeah. yeah. So let's keep him for the sequel. Mm-hmm. And then people were cheering when he survived I, at the end. Yeah, I think we mentioned that in the last we, we episode. We did, but I'm just saying, so that yeah. obviously then they were like, Do you know what, let's go a step further. Yeah. Let's make him a good let's guy a by good the ending. end of this movie. And you know what, I like. I do like Jaws. You know what I mean? Oh, me too. He's he's it's he's a cool character. And you are, as, as like, kind of convoluted as it is that he turns to the side of good. Yeah. I'm still actually kind of happy by the end because I'm like, yeah. Why not? It, it's it works. It's Fuck nice. It. Like why and, not? And even at the end, they do a thing. Oh, a very large man and a bl- and a small blonde female were found in the Atlantic, both surviving. Yeah. And it's like yes, yes. yes. They made. I like it. to think they cheered the, the, the crowd, the people in the uh, theater. An- another thing that because uh, I don't want to like for a kitschy Bond, we're calling it kitschy and everything, and it's uh, like there are a few moments like uh, towards the end of the space thing, um, it's it's a lot of dialogue where it's like. They're explaining stuff because they obviously don't have the budget to show it. They're like, oh, but what will happen when the space station breaks apart? It will fall harmlessly into the atmosphere (laughs) and be disintegrated so that no no one gets hurt. And and then, like, they break away. And it's like, what are we going to do with the other ones? As long as we can take these out quickly, we should be fine. And then when they're in the control room, they're like, yes, a man and a small woman have crash landed (laughs) and they're okay. You know, it's all saying what's happening. Helping the audience who are not, like totally familiar with this kind of setup it's like what's going on we clearly don't have the budget to show all this yeah. stuff but we're gonna talk about it anyway we should say that they do Thunderball in space as well because yeah. at the end of Thunderball we have this massive battle underwater battle and yeah. now we have a space battle with lasers laser guns that they show earlier in the movie and it's so weird because you're like oh they have technology like that yeah. and then the next film like no they don't no. we're it's, back to guns it's, it's weird. Walter PPK is back yeah it's it's weird because we're you're kind it's like it, I think it's a step too far when, too. when the lasers are in it I'm like Oh, we're really watching Star Wars Me now. Too. This is their Star Wars moment. I was I was okay with Drax having lasers or whatever his name yeah. is. Drek? Drax. Drax. Drax, Drax, yeah. Drax having lasers. But um, I was hoping that like the the CIA people or the US forces come in and they just have regular guns. I know, So yeah. they're a bit outmanned and everything, showing that they're not as good as a villain. That's kind of how you would do it now. You see the budget though in this big you laser do. battle. Like you it's do. done really well. And 1979. Yeah. And Bond does Star Wars. 
You know, he does the Luke Skywalker trench one <laughs> yeah, he where does, he turns yeah. off the targeting system. Yeah. He's like, Luke, use the force where his bond is zoning in. Mm. And then they repeat the joke from The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, yeah. Where they're ha- like, we're going to get the queen and the US president on this voice call and it's Bond having zero gravity no, no, sex. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a great scene. Yeah. And then uh, they go, what's Bond doing? And Q goes, I think he's trying to uh, re-enter. I think he's attempting re-entry. Re-entry. That's <laughs> yeah. it. I was like, yeah. that's my favorite quip of all the Bond movies. Yeah. and then I, I enjoyed that. And the, the anti-gravity sex scene looks yeah. good. And uh, I love the Q. No no trusting, though. Did no you notice trusting. That? They're just both sa- like sandwiched together. There's no ne- movement. There's never just, any just trusting. Just floating. Yeah. I want to see Bond go to town. <laughs> Could he even get much force if he was anti-gravity? I don't know, man. Like, what? Oh, this is the first one where he looks old. So I'm just thinking the yeah. scrotum is probably the yeah, grandfather clock. He so you'd hear, you'd hear some smacking. You'd hear some slapping. Yeah, he does look old. Um, but he looks like his son damaged Roger Moore because yeah. well, I think he's around 50 now. Yeah. In that, and then he's 52 mm-hmm. in um, for your eyes for only. Eyes only, and he shows his age in that as well. Well, yeah, because it's two years later. Yeah, but yeah. in Moonraker, I was thinking, oh shit, there's another. What, four Bond movies to go? Oh, no, three. 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 So yeah. I'm like, he's going to get older. He is going to get older. Because he doesn't show it. The first few movies, the first three, I'd say. Yeah. It's weird. We talked about it before. Mm-hmm. In Living That Die, you're like, oh, he looks so much younger than Sean Connery. Yeah. And he's three years older. Yeah. It's so it's it's uh, it's strange because I, I in my head, I was like, he's young for a few and then he's old instantly. Instantly, yeah. 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 Now, he's, uh, now he's riddled with arthritis yeah. and now he looks like Connery in... Yeah. Uh, Diamonds, Diamonds are, are forever, yeah. Diamonds are forever, but uh, no shirtless scenes. No shirtless scenes that? this time. No. Um, and again, he's casual bonds. That's Roger Moore's thing. He wears a lot of different outfits. Yeah, it changes does. it up. He's casual, you know. You get to see him in his in the gold jumpsuit yeah. with the master race when he's yeah, up in space. Yeah. Um, with the most beautiful people. Oh in my the world. god! And supposedly one of them I read was Lois Maxwell's daughter. She was who Money is Penny. Money Penny. Yeah, which the is so cool. The only age appropriate woman that comes on the Bond yeah. in all of the saga. Absolutely, absolutely. She's literally the same age as Roger Moore. Yeah, it, they're they're the perfect age appropriate matchup anyway. But yeah, and the sexual tension is palpable. It like, is palpable. You can stand on it. Yeah, you really can. That that's a good that consistently in the uh, Bond franchise. Money Penny and 007 have had. Sexual. They've been in like one scene together, and the tension yeah. is. Ooh, oh my god! Fuck already! You're fuck bristling. Already. Uh, and Richard Keel. I'm just looking at a picture now. He gets to bite through a licorice cable at some stage. Yeah, when they're in Rio. When they're in Rio, the, cable, the cable car cars, scene. Which you've actually been. I was place. there only like two months ago. Yeah. Or maybe like four weeks ago, nearly. It's mad. And I was watching it, going, "Oh my god, that looks I like the I've, sugar loaf." Yeah, it's like I think I've been there. That looks like the sugar loaf yeah. in uh, Rio de Janeiro, and yeah. I was like, "I've been on that cable car." That's so, so cool. That, and I wouldn't mind. I don't remember seeing any images. Yeah. Of that scene, and you that's such a famous moment yeah. in Bond history. That's what it's I remember. Cinematic history. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, I love Moonraker, and I think you loved it as well. Yeah, it's it, so enjoyable. In terms of like a kitschy James Bond movie, it's I think it's one of the better ones. We both completely disagree with the Rotten Tomatoes score. And these are modern reviews. Modern reviews, 61% and then a 43% audience score. I think it should be up in the 70s, 80s, maybe. I think so, too. And, like, if we move on to the next one, which is, um, what's it, For Your Eyes Only? For Your Eyes Only. We both came to the conclusion separately that... This is the worst James Bond movie that we've watched so far. Or at least the so worst far. Roger Moore. Easily the worst Roger Moore, I'd yeah, say. I, I, I think and I, I wasn't even a big fan of The Man with the Golden Gun. No. But this one, 
I I struggled. This is not for your eyes only. It's for no one's eyes. For, I really did not like this movie. Um, I and, struggled. And this one is sitting at a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 64% audience. And I just don't feel like they're watching the same movie that I am. Exactly. I'll tell you now, Moonraker is around two hours long. For your eyes only, it's two hours and seven minutes long. You know that exactly. I know that exactly because I looked. I hit display. Look at the time left. Oh, Hit display, look at the time left. Two minutes only went by? What the yeah. hell? And this was five minutes in. Oh, man, it was an endurance <laughs> test. Yeah, it is. Um, just just get from the get-go, he kills Blofeld. They acknowledge his wife. Oh, and he my God. kills Blofeld. Such like, disrespect to the it, Blofeld character. Yeah, and I mean, like... It's Can co- he even legally say it's Blofeld? Because they don't. It's really no, weird. They, it's just, they just allude to it. He does say Blofeld. Does I he? Think, I think he says Blofeld or something okay. like that. okay. And he says, yes, Mr. Bond. And they drop him down a... A chimney. Like an industrial chimney. He's in a wheelchair and he gets... Like, it's a... a, It makes no sense because he's on his own. So Blofeld's Mm. on his own Mm. on, like, a factory roof with his cat in a wheelchair. Yeah. And yet he seems to have put some technology into this helicopter Mm -hmm. where he can override the the steering wheel or whatever and take control of it. And you're like... How did he do all that yeah. if he's on his own with just a cat in a wheelchair? How did he even get up to the roof, like, wheelchair accessible? How do these things happen? And, like, it's the first... Bond visits the grave of uh, Diana Riggs' character. Yeah, uh, his wife. His wife. And, like, he's his... putting flowers on it. And you're like, this is going to be a serious... I love that scene. Because I was too. like, hey, look, we're acknowledging... Um, Dan, what's the name of the... On Her Majesty's Secret, Secret Service, Service. Yeah. yeah. You kind of had... George the... Lazenby's Bond, because we... Sometimes you're like... Yeah. Did that it... did happen, right? It... That that did happen, right? It did right? happen, even though the Blofeld in this canonically doesn't make sense, but whatever. No sense at We're all. We're just going to move past it. They don't even show his face in it. That's mm. how much, like, they didn't even hire a real actor for it, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, and it's so lame. Mm. It's so lame. And just how he drops him down the chimney, you're like, all right. And I think it's meant to be played for laughs, but after watching all these movies, I'm like... But he was like the best one, the most formidable yeah. bad guy. Yeah, and he was I, the head of Spectre. He was the head of Spectre, the thing that Sean Connery was fighting every movie and had every resource. Yeah, available to him, and now he's a a, a lone ranger. Yeah. in a wheelchair with just a cat on a roof, and yeah. I'm like, I, I I I can't even, you know, I'll I'll bend over a little bit. Yeah. I'll bend to like some sur uh, surrealism, but yeah. I'm like, what is going? On yeah, this. and that, and this is the opening scene. It's so the it's, opening scene. It sets the tone. Yeah. Well, the, after the o- perfect opening scene of him yeah. visiting his dead wife, where yeah. you're like, "Oh, this this is gonna be good." Wow, and then, what a heartfelt moment. Nope. No, it's not even satisfying that he kills Blofeld. No, oh, yeah. the way he does it, it's just like, oh, so it, it's okay. all, he does it in a way like we were never meant to care about Blofeld. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, but we did care about it. We were invested in There's that. Like three movies. Well, the whole Connery. It was like, all, there was like four movies that were building up. Like, was there three movies, or maybe four before we first got the re, uh, the reveal of him? Which Thunderball, was, which was uh, no, uh, you only live twice. Was yeah. the big reveal? Yeah. The only really good thing about that movie, I'd yeah. say, well, except for Japanese James Bond. Japanese James Bond, obviously, yeah. But um, yeah, it was just really disappointing. And yeah. uh, as a beginning, and actually, I meant to say. Um, I, I was saying we like Moonraker but again I, I'm going to criticise it for uh, we talked about Stromberg and everything 
Pierce or not Pierce Brosnan, sorry, Roger Moore. Yeah. He's been fighting like rich billionaires in all his movies and I think they're missing a beat of not connecting them in some way. I know, yeah. Like if uh, Drax had said, uh, we've taken Stromberg's technology and used it to create the space suits yeah, or the, just... or the, for the pressure in space and everything, they were using his technology. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit of connection you know because their plan is so similar it's just so one similar is up and one is down one is literally the, one is in space in sea in is, space like you know, just just connect it a little bit yeah that it would make both movies better but see the problem is they don't give the villains any personality really they just kind of they hint at oh look yeah. look he's a bad guy he plays piano physical deformity there's normally something they give them yeah. something like that and uh just kind of a monotone, uh, no real care Sometimes for life. Sometimes you give them a foreign accent. Yeah, foreign accent, no real care for life. Pote- uh, exotic pet. Exotic pet, I was just about to say. But he doesn't have one, does he? Well, he has the uh, dogs. Drax. He has the well-trained dogs. Yeah. Clicks his fingers for, I guess. But anyway, sorry, to move back for your eyes only, the main theme is a huge disappointment. It's like a music video. So, yeah. So yeah. when the, was it the title sequence is yeah. what they call it? Yeah. You actually see the, the woman who's singing it. I don't and even I know it. who it is, but it... I, it really is like a music video and Bond is secondary to it and that should never be the case in a Bond theme so. and the song's not good as well so it's it really crazy. doesn't help yeah and we're getting and again John Barry's out for this so it's Disco Bond for the he's rest back. of the movie yeah he's, he's gone again for yeah. tax reasons so like the score is lacklustre it's the worst score yeah and I, I would say the worst score it makes a mockery out of um, the Disco Bond which yeah. was in what what was the disco bond the spy who loved me the spy me. who loved me and yeah. I was like oh wait the disco bond's a bit kitschy yeah oh my god compared to this where there's <sighs> guitar it's garbage it's so dated like yeah. it's so dated I think two years after that movie was made mm-hmm. it was it was out of date it's like watching Beverly Hills Cop but not as good not as yeah. entertaining no and uh, they even have like normal 80s music in it at some stages and I'm like why are we doing this it's like so lame why is this in a bond movie but uh Compared to the timeless score of yeah. Moonraker. And I don't... Yeah. I mean, uh, Moonraker is just amazing. Like, to go from such an amazingly scored Bond movie yeah. to a terrible... Terrible. It, it was really, like, jarring. And to I blame say. John Barry. Just pay your fucking taxes. Sort out your taxes, Take man. the hit. Look, none of us like paying taxes, but we have to do it every now and again. And what I don't understand is, right, so he doesn't yeah. pay taxes in England, and that's the problem. Yeah. But yet your main source of income of revenue, is the Bond James series. James Bond, the most English person in the world, John Barry. Come and he's on. like, yeah, no, I'm going to like make things difficult yeah. for me every single time. I'm going to be paying taxes in Havana, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but for your, like, it, it just it continuously gets worse. There are two highlights in it. Climbing sequence. Yep. Um, which is really good. Great stunts involved in that. And the car chase at the beginning in the small little yellow car. That's so fun. Just to shout out two good parts of the movie, I will we say. We get the Lotus again. The Lotus is The back. Lotus looks, looks great. We get a, a newer version of the white one, but then yeah. we get to see it in red as Oof. well. Both of them, absolutely beautiful. And Lotus very clearly shown. Oh, on yeah, now. big time. Yeah. But then there's this weird burglar alarm yeah. where it, it just explodes. It explodes. So t- these villains try to get into the car and it explodes. And we were making the point now, before we did a podcast, we're like, if you were just like a small time criminal yeah. and you're trying to feed your family and you're like, I'll break into this beautiful looking car yeah. and it explodes and wipes out you and the school bus going by. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what the fuck? What are they doing? What the fuck you? I, yeah, <laughs> I expected it to be a Batman thing. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, oh, it electroshots them or something? Yeah, is yeah. it the Batman Returns? Yeah. Where it does that whole, like, it kind of has a shell. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then it shocks them. Yeah. I was like, that's what it's going to do. And I then, love that. Boom, it just explodes. I'm like, yeah. they, they could be... 
what about if like someone mm. just fell into it? What about if a yeah. friend you're drunk on a night out and a friend just pushes you into the car and it yeah. explodes and kills you? It's fu- it, like it, it, the guy literally smashes the window and the car explodes and it's like, a big enough explosion and that could happen by accident you know that's what I'm saying yeah it's crazy by the way I love in the dark night we've talked about it earlier but you know when the goon goes to take Batman's mask off and he gets electric shocked yeah that's such a comic book moment and then the Joker jumping on him going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just making fun of him like that <laughs> he kicks him as yeah well. he does his own goon and you feel like that was totally Heath Ledger just oh yeah being like, and he properly kicked that that yeah, extra that extra that bona fide extra it's just like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's such a good it's scene. It's so good. Just to talk about a better movie to yeah. lift up my spirits for this. But the two of us... Oh, the, ones, the one thing I'll say about the main villain, he has betrayed two cinema icons. He betrayed Indiana Jones in uh, The Last Crusade, and now he's, he's betrayed James Bond in this as well. Yeah. We, uh, we should also talk about the ice skater, the figure skater, oh, the, fi- the, the most annoying character. character ever. I think they take this beautiful blonde woman yeah. and just give her a 16-year-old's personality. I think she's yeah. around 22 in real life in the movie. Yeah. And they give her this 16-year-old personality and all she wants to do is fuck James Bond. 16-year-old athletic sex pest is how I would describe her. Sex pest. Yeah. She's just like, I want, oh, James, why don't, she's like, she's naked such under... jailbait. Like, she's mm-hmm. such jailbait. Even James Bond won't have sex with her. Yeah. He's like, and I'm no. glad because yeah. Roger Moore's like 52 in this. Yeah. And there's around 30 years between mm-hmm. the two actors mm-hmm. but also the fact that they give her this like 15, 16-year-old yeah. oh my God, James, will you just fuck me already? Yeah. yeah. It's nice to know James Bond has some boundaries. So you know, very little, very little very, boundaries. It's like, like not this time, not, this, not time. this time. If you were a secret agent and you had something I needed, or if you were Russian, I would be all up. If in you your were business. Russian, I'd be inside you in a matter of seconds. Yeah. but you're not. And if you had information yeah. that needs extracting, yeah, I would be all up in you right yeah. now. And in fairness, like he just essentially leaves her for an even creepier Greek dude by yeah, the end. She's, ha- she's got a sugar daddy and yeah. then just moves on to another sugar daddy another who's, sugar. looks even older than Roger Moore. And your man gives Roger, Roger Moore a thumbs up. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to fuck this later. Go bro. on, off you go. Yeah. But like the main villain, like earlier on he introduced, does he, does she call him uncle and stuff like that? I thought she called him uncle. Me too. But he clearly wants to fuck her and he says it. Like, he says it. No, she says it. She's like, the only reason you're sponsoring me is because you want to have sex or something like that. And he's kind of like, duh. He's, he's kind of like, oh, oh, you can't speak to me like yeah. that. We'll be dealing with this later. And he, <laughs> When I'm having sex with you. And he storms out. You know, you went outside the door. And he, <laughs> She breaks my heart. She doesn't love me. But then, but then her I'm gonna hand, take it out on her ass her later. Ha- her handler comes up and puts like a hand on her shoulder, and she goes, "You know, I'll stay with you no matter what. Yeah, I support you. I'll support you no matter what. But a girl like you needs a sponsor, yeah, you, you, so you know, maybe go in and you know, you know, close your eyes, but you got to do it. Listen, you got to do it. I was young once. Yeah, I needed a sponsor too. Sugar daddy. We all got to do things that we don't like sometimes. Sugar daddy needs some greasing. Get in there. Get in there. Grease and him up. Give him something for daddy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And she's she like, really does that because she's like, I got your back. I'm here for you always. But you gotta fuck him. You, you gotta, got, you gotta fuck. You him. gotta find a sponsor. Yeah. She's kind of like, she's kind of like, listen, I support you in saying no to this, yeah. but like, you need you a sponsor. Yes. You need a sponsor. So you know, think about what you're doing. It's it's grease a, that sugar daddy up. It's a really weird message. It's a, it is a very weird message. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, glad we don't get to actually see anything like that. Oh, I'm so glad that Roger Moore. Kind of puts her to bed. Yeah. He's kind of like, no. He's like, go asleep. I said, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God. Um, there's too many henchmen in this and they all look vaguely similar, which is so confusing. And just, it's so lame because you you want that uber henchman. You want the jaws. You, you want, want the uh, odd job. Yeah. 
and they give you this absolute physical specimen. Yeah. But then there's like all these other guys there's that weird just guy with glasses, and there's another get, one get in the way. There's like tracksuit guy, and it's just weird. And because I'm, I know the Bond formula. I'm yeah. like, which one is the guy? Yeah. Which one is which one is the super which villain? Which one is the or one, not the super super goon? Yeah. Which one is the goon that he is the physical challenge, whereas the main yeah. villain is the mental challenge? Which one is the is the goon who's taking it personal? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Exactly. There's always that one guy who's who's taking but it. There's too many of them. No, there's too many of them. That gets confusing, and you just you lose interest. Just like I, I thought he was dead earlier. I guess he's not now. Yeah. Like, um, the the story is so convoluted. I can't follow it. I honestly, with the two of us, were we sit- had to break it down. We- I had to sit down in silence yeah. and tr- think back hard on what yeah. the film, like, what was the general plot? Because like, it, it even. I was trying to say to you, there's no peril involved. Like, no. there's no end of the world. There's no end of anyone's life. No. Like, there's no lives at stake, really, because the whole thing is that there's this technology, it goes missing. Yeah. And the Russians want it, not even to necessarily use it. Mm. They would just like to have it. Just because it's, it's a Cold War conflict. Yeah, just in case, so and they want it. It's the same Russian guy from the last three movies. And two movies ago... They were best mates. They are best mates. Yeah. Roger Moore is having sex with a Russian agent. Yeah. They're... They're in cahoots. Mm-hmm. They were working together. It was a joint uh, job. Joint venture. And even at yeah. the end of this, like when he stops the Russians from getting it, they're kind of like, ah, whatever. Yeah, they almost high five. They're, it's it's almost like they're like, fair play, boss. You know what I mean? Uh, no animosity no. whatsoever. Yeah. It, it, like, was there ever even a threat? Really? I know. And uh, He's not, like, the the fact that the, the Russian guy is not mm-hmm. even mad. Yeah. It just takes any bit of venom. Mm-hmm. Just... Like, what what was that for? What was this even for? Like, it's just we're move like it it it's too many people where it's like we're going to this guy now and this person. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's not the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. But he's meeting with a guy who could be the bad guy. Oh no, that's not the bad guy either. Okay. Could oh, be the- oh, it turns out this guy's a good guy and he's going to find the real bad guy. Mm. Oh wait, the bad guy we were told was a bad guy is actually the good guy. Yeah. And the guy we were sent with is the bad guy. And he's going to show Bond he's who gonna, the bad guy really he's is. Show Bond, but Bond doesn't believe that he's a good guy yet. So, so we he has have to show. So we still have to do this whole and it's like why and in the end Russia's actually the bad guy so the main bad guy in this is just he's just a middleman it's just, he's just the guy that's going to hand over the technology yeah. to the Russians who might not even use the technology he's, this, he's like he's, so what What are we doing this for what, what, what is the point in this why is this a movie this, uh, yeah. this feels like a book or like a, a shitty comic or a something a bad book a bad book um, and then the, the Bond girl in it did Roald Dahl write this <laughs> potentially <laughs> the Bond girl in it Minerva is that her name was that Melinda. Her? Melinda. I want to say Melinda. Is it Melinda? It could be anything. I don't know. She's Greek, so I'm thinking Minerva because that's a Greek name, I think. But I could is be, it? I could be wrong. Um, and uh, I'm never wrong, so that I could be wrong on this one means I'm very unsure. Um, but yeah, she has terrible ADR the entire movie. Oh my god, she, she barely moves her mouth. She barely moves her mouth like this, but her ADR is like she's talking oh like god. this and everything. Oh, Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond, I am half Greek. She's not that bad, but you know what but I her mean. her mouth, like, it's, it's so, it's so disconnected. She moves like, she has like a fish mouth where she just opens it barely. And then all of a sudden she's like giving these, my, she's all, in Greece we get revenge yes. for our dead families and everything. I am so passionate. Yeah, but really she's not delivering it passionately at all. Um, trying to find her and name. She's obsessed with crossbows for some reason. 
Melina. Melina. I said Melinda and uh, you said what? Minerva. Minerva. Uh, Melina. Melina. Yeah, and there's a parrot in it for some reason. Melina looks like she had a stroke, the way her mouth moves. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, that's that's pretty bad. But, but yeah. like, she's still pretty hot, like... She's, she's she's like beautiful. a stroke victim, but really hot. I mean, she's beautiful. She's but extremely beautiful, but that she's a Bond girl. Unforget like 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 she's so beautiful, but her character is so forgettable. And her acting, is, yeah, uh, it's very questionable. And like, it's not even the, it's not like I remember Triple X, the agent, and everything. Like you remember yeah. good Bond girls. She had emotions. Yeah, this and, woman, her her family got murdered, and basically her family got murdered. And for one scene, she's like. I don't give a shit what you say, James. I'm going to go after these people. Yeah. And then he's like, what are you talking about? No, you're not. You're going to go back yeah. to Greece and you're going to sit there and you're going to wait for me. And she goes, oh, okay. Yeah. And then her face is just monotone. Her yeah. expressions are just monotone for the yeah. rest of the movie. Uh, listen, uh, clearly we both don't like this movie and we should point out that the guy who plays M, um, oh, yes. he sadly passed away. And so this is, this is kind of the first movie where... Uh, M, M is on vacation. M's on vacation, like he's not in it. And we thought, you know, I mean, we don't have, have much information. We probably should have looked into this, but we were thinking they could have been like, Bond could have been at M's retirement or something. I thought he would have retired. There I really thought could that. Have, could have been a nicer send off to it when really they're just kind of like, he's on vacation. Yeah. So I hope they address it, Noctopussy, in some way. I do hope so. Now, I don't know the full story though. Uh, Neither do I. Bernard Lee. Bernard so Lee. So Bernard Lee passed away. Um, I can actually... I'll look him up there for a yeah, second. We'll see what the story is. But it, At age 73, stomach cancer. See, uh, so I wonder... 1981, which is the same year... It came out. That it came out. So he could have been sick during production. Which and is they why they had him on vacation. Vacation. Yeah. I hope that's why. Me too. Because it, it doesn't make sense if it wasn't. Because I would like them yeah. to just retire him. Be like, oh, he's he's off in the Bahamas somewhere. Exactly. That would be so beautiful, yeah. you know? You know what? He's, he's finally... He's a well-earned retirement. Even if Bond comes in and it's like... Yeah, M quietly retired. You know, he just he just yeah, he like, he's sick of your shit. He's sick of your <laughs> shit, and he just quietly went on his way and retired. Yeah. Like that'd be a nice end. I hope they that did would that octopusy. I hope so too. But I, if they just recast him, it, uh, oh, no. it's a, especially because he's been in all every oh, Bond yeah, movie. I know he's been there from the start. It's really sad. Like I, I have for your eyes only is not only disappointing because it's the first movie without him. Yeah, and like it's nice to see. So M. there's no M and there's no M. No M and no M. And there's no John Barry <laughs> no John scoring Barry. it as yeah, well. Like, there's some serious elements missing here. Yeah, and, like, whenever M shows up, like, he's noticeably older in the Roger Moore ones, but whenever he shows up, it's like, uh, here's M. I, I enjoy because M's the one guy who gives it to Bond and he has to take it. He gives you know him shit, whereas Q will just be like, will you stop being so ridiculous, Bond? Yeah, and James, I know. James Bond's like, I don't give a shit what you say. Yeah, whereas exactly. M's I'm going like, to fuck with you. Whereas M's like calm your shit James yeah. and Bond has to kind of be like Q is well. like I've been working on this technology all my life yeah. this is my life's work and yeah. Bond's just like fucking Whoop. with it yeah <laughs> car blows up he treats it like the lightsaber in The Last Jedi just over the shoulder over the shoulder doesn't care who cares I, and yeah. Q's quietly crying in the corner yeah. like I love that uh, where M I love his passive aggressiveness yeah. is so good it is and like he clearly has a respect for Bond and their friends but yeah. at the same time Bond M is in charge you and know? he lets you know he, he reminds uh, he Bond does. about the chain of command it's like it's, I'm above you yeah and it's even nice when Money Penny's like they're flirting a bit and she, she, James will lean on her desk and she says, no, you better head straight in. But Bond's also a bit fearful of M. Yeah. Like if you think of Live and Let Die, yeah. where he comes to Bond's like apartment and he's sleeping with another agent yeah. and he's like, hide, hide. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, M can't find out about this. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah. A bit too. of fear in Bond's eyes. Exactly. It's nice to know that 
like there's a respect for your for the superior there yeah. and everything. So um look, we'll start again, we've been dragged into talking about James Bond for fucking ever, but uh we just love it so much. Uh we're gonna move on now to trailers. To some trailers. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it first because we've put it off talking about it for the last three, three weeks yeah. the French Dispatch trailer came out it's a hell of fun a year ago I think oh my <laughs> god right yeah it's like three weeks ago was yeah, it we tr- keep wanting to talk about it but yeah. Bond got in the way Bond keeps getting in the way because we're too damn excited about it by the way next week we'll be watching the last two James Bond Octopussy well the last two Roger Moore last James two Roger Bond. Moore James Bond Octopussy and the Living Daylights no, uh, no sorry. A View to a Kill A View to a Kill so Octopussy and A View to a Kill Octopussy and A View to a Kill um, so uh, I think we're both a bit sick of Roger Moore yeah it's yeah. a labour of love but more labour than love now yeah absolutely um, so I'm hoping they turn it around a bit yeah. I remember like, I don't think they do though I, I think re- I remember liking A View to a Kill okay uh, Octopussy I remember not liking right right so he's going to be so old in The View to a yeah, Kill yeah. I look forward to that yeah well Christopher Walken in View to a sure. Kill so sure. a nice way to go out yeah in my true. opinion yeah. anyway uh, The French Dispatch uh, this is a Wes Anderson movie and it's with all the Wes Anderson favourites you know and love as Chandler would say yeah. could it be any more Wes Anderson <laughs> like this I I didn't think there could be a more Wes Anderson film than um, a Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel oh yeah like, that was Wes Anderson on steroids yeah that was fucking if you've been in a Wes Anderson movie you were in Grand Budapest yeah and it's so kooky it's mm-hmm. so it's so Wes Anderson there's yeah. no it's a He's created his own genre in a way. Yeah, he really has. And I, like, I don't even think all the famous people in this movie fit on the poster. They like, don't. It's it's crazy. The amount, yeah. like, the A list is just massive. It's it is literally all of Hollywood A list, and it's not just like it's good actors. It's not just like oh my god, it's, it's not some mo- serious people. It's not movie stars. It's just actors who are amazing and uh, and you- some of the big names yeah. that are barely in there. Yeah, I know. It's it's mad, and the trailer's so good. Um, it's charming it's witty it's shot beautifully it's so as Anderson I, I think it's, it's I think it's three different stories it looks like it yeah, yeah. is it like um, the French Dispatch is a French newspaper that's closing down and these are like the three last stories yeah the th- or their three most famous stories or something of its, of its last maybe, issue or something like maybe, that maybe it'll be like the first story is that in its glory days the second one is in the middle and the third one is like the last story or something maybe. like that maybe and one of them seems to be in black and white yeah as well which, which is cool just an interesting creative choice to make the, um, like this the list of yeah. the cast is crazy Bill Murray looks like he plays a big role in this one yeah which is always great yeah because he's sometimes like he's just a small little I think either way he's going to be in a Wes Anderson movie yeah but sometimes it can just be like oh, he's just in that scene he's going to be in a taxi yeah, all the movie, like the Grand Budapest Hotel. He's just in that one scene where he kind of like opens the door and goes, yeah. "Ah, jump in." Yeah, I and love that's that. It. Oh, it's so good. You're you're waiting for his arrival in yeah. any of the uh, Wes Anderson you're like, movies. Where's Bill? He has to be in it. Yeah, where's does. Murray? Uh but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll. I don't know if we can put up like a poster or the list or something. I'll put up the main poster, but the yeah. cast, it it's just crazy. Yeah, we're not gonna name them all, but like Tilda Swinton. Uh, uh, Saoirse Ronan's Sir- in it for a second Saoirse looking. Ronan's in it Sexy. Uh, Henry Winkler is Henry in it Henry Winkler is in it yeah and he's, in, uh, he's in the background in one shot like Henry Winkler Blink and you'd miss him Edward Norton Edward Norton Blink and you'd miss him uh, Benicio Del Toro Timothy Chalamet um, who neither of us are really like like we're not that fond of him I just ha- haven't seen a legitimate reason why I should love him yeah me neither but maybe I just haven't seen the 
certain movies where he pops in. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think I I probably he's uh he's the young hotness I would say and uh, like leave Scribers yeah. in it. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss isn't. You wouldn't even know she's no. in that. Willem Dafoe. Well, uh, Christoph Waltz. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's in it. Yeah, I yeah. love him. He's a regular as well. He is. He yeah. actually helped write the story to this. Did he? Yeah, I, cool. I, I'm nearly 100 percent sure. And there's even some unknown names. Story that, by Wes Anderson, Roman uh, C- Coppola, and Hugo Guinness and Jason Schwartzman. Oh, that's so cool. But then the script is just by Wes Anderson. Yeah, there's even not unnames, but like less famous people. Owen Wilson seems to play a big part in this as yeah, well. And Adrian Brody's in it. Obviously. They're like lifetime friends. Owen yeah. Wilson and uh, Wes Anderson. Stephen Park, uh, Matthew Almerick, who is I think the oil guy in Quantum of Solace. Is he? Is he? Is he? I don't know. But well, speaking of Bond, yeah. you got Jeffrey Wright. Oh yeah, Jeffrey Rice. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love this. This movie. What's his name me. in Bond? Uh, the CIA agent. Felix. Felix. Thank yeah. you. And he's in the Batman. He's in the Batman. He's he's uh, Commissioner Gordon again. Excellent pick. Yes. Um, so yeah, look, the French Dispatch. The trailer looks great. If you're into Wes Anderson movies, it looks like the most Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get one that's more Wes Anderson. I feel than like this. I feel like he gets more and more Wes Anderson. The I know. Older and we've talked about this before, and I think we did it on the podcast. Yeah. Wes Anderson is almost like a one-trick pony that you love revisiting. Yeah. You're like, oh, I know it's kind of kind. I kind of know how the camera's going to move. Yeah. I kind of can see the colors already. Yeah. And I can see the actors already. Yeah. And I'm so into it every time. Every time, even yeah. when the Grand Budapest Hotel came out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this looks like another Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Went to see it and was like, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I love it so much. Oh, this is the scene where it's going to be a head swivel. Yeah. Yeah. They always do that. The camera turns like someone's yeah. head. Everyone's going to talk. They're going to do the, the zoom that's almost cheesy, yeah. but it's a Wes Anderson movie, so it's not cheesy. Someone's going to move with incredible speed, but the camera's not going to move, and they're just going to come, and they're just going to stop, and then they're going to do, like, shoot or something. Oh. It's almost like everyone's so self-aware of where the camera is, and yeah. oh, it's just, it's so Wes Anderson. I love it. Um, anyway, very excited for the French Dispatch. Um, will we leave the other trailer? We can talk about it more sure, next Sure, next time. Yeah. All right, now, swiftly moving on to news. Also... Please like, subscribe. Yes, please do. Well yeah. done for remembering. Yes, yeah. We're meant to be doing this. We're at an hour ago. We sh- we we're sh- supposed to remember. We should have hey. done this, but look, we'll include it here. Like, subscribe. Check us out on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. We're on all the main platforms. Yeah. And if you like what we've done so far, we really appreciate uh, the shout out. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. The share, because the share really helps. The share extremely helps. Yeah, yeah tell a friend. Um, right, so we're going to quickly rattle off some news titles that aren't so important. Then we're going to talk about one that we really want to talk about. Then we're going to talk about another one, another that, one we really that we really want to talk about. about. So, uh, Spider-Man 3 working title is Serenity Now. Serenity Now. Which is based on a Seinfeld joke. Oh, yeah. I've, this yeah. is the third one as well. It's the third one based on a Seinfeld joke. The first one was called George's Rise. And then the second one, Far From Home, was called George's Downfall. <laughs> and Serenity Now is all about... Uh, anger management thing and the right. whole idea is you say serenity now serenity now and it calms you down but the full quote is goose fraba is yeah, that what they say in yeah. uh, anger management in anger management yeah or woosa woosa from uh, bad boys, bad boys. Is that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Woosa. woosa but anyway you say serenity now serenity now but the idea is it's serenity now insanity later that's the oh, full quote okay. so one guy at the end like fucking freaks out and everything 
And uh, so that's what they're thinking. I don't know what that says about the movie, but yeah. look, there's the explanation for it. Sure, we don't even have a director yet. We don't even have a director yet, but it's called Serenity now. And it could so, be Sam Raimi. Could be, could be. Um, Disney cut the Mulan kiss because Chinese audience said it didn't feel right. So they... What's the Mulan kiss? I don't know about there's this. There's a kiss in Mulan with her love interest and they cut it. No way. Cut it from the movie, yeah, because really? the Chinese audiences uh, in the test screening said it didn't feel right. So they cut the whole kiss. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. But not the romance, which is interesting. Well, see, that that's a Chinese movie, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. they're... You know, the money... Man, they could make 200 million yeah. out of just China alone. Yeah. They could make yeah. even more. So oh. what the Chinese audience says... Yeah, it goes. Yeah. Um, Avengers Infinity War, loads of images have come out now of concept art and like various scrapped ideas. Did you see the Doctor Strange? Yeah. Doc- in the Iron like Iron Strange, would you call it? He's him? like Iron Strange. Uh, there's Nebula with the Doctor gaunt- Man. Doctor Man, yeah. There's uh, <laughs> a Nebula with the gauntlet on. There's um Oh, oh I seen the Nebula with the gauntlet. Yeah, there's some- Man, the I I'll say that the Doctor Strange in the Iron Man suit looks excellent because he so has cool. the symbol on the chest. Yeah. It's oh. very cool. Anyway, um, so go check those out. They're well worth a look. And it's cool to see what some of the ideas that might have been kicked around, you yeah. know. Um, Star Wars High Republic is Disney's new hotness. It's going to be books, comic books. It's basically the old Republic from Legends, except Disney's version. Yeah. Every platform. Every It's going to be every platform, hopefully, if it's popular. they're get, It's getting a big push. Right now, TV movie maybe potentially. Um, basically Disney they, Plus. They want their own Old Republic, which is a big hit with Star Wars fans. So they're doing High Republic, and this is where um, they, they call the Jedi Knights. It's at their peak. Yeah, Jedi's are kicking ass. They're kicking ass, and they're like the Knights of the Round Table. So they're honorable warriors that go out into the far rim and explore and help people and everything. Sounds fun. Sounds, sounds interesting. Sounds fun. An interesting idea. Um, uh, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. But we'll see. Yeah. You know, either way, Disney's going to put in the time and the effort yeah, to well, get those dollars. I hope so. Um, in sad news, James Gunn's dog has died and he has postponed <laughs> Suicide Squad filming because of it. He loved his dog. Now, I say it's nearly finished anyway. It's oh, been yeah. in... I think it's been filming for nearly four months now. He didn't postpone it for very long, like a week or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Uh, sad news for James Gunn. I, I would not like He him. only becomes more lovable. I know. When yeah. you hear this. I love that guy. Um... Yeah, James Gunn's great. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Right, we're yeah. going to jump into that. Mission Impossible's... So, Mission Impossible 7 finally got in front of the cameras. Yeah. Before getting shut down. Axed. So, yeah. I think it just started filming, but mm-hmm. they're filming in Italy for three weeks. Yeah. What just happened in Italy? Coronavirus. The coronavirus. Yeah. So, they had to shut down production. Again. This is like... Christopher McQuarrie, ever since he got involved... With Mission Impossible, things have been like it seems like the films have been great, yeah. But their production has been had some serious problems, yeah. So I was only thinking about this, right? I was like, Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. Can you remember what happened to Rogue Nation? Rogue. I- I'll tell you yeah. if you can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Star Wars. Oh yeah. Star Wars happened to Rogue Nation, mm-hmm. so they filmed Rogue Nation, and they're like, right, we have a year in post production. Oh, Star Wars is coming out in December when we want to release. Uh, what where will we move it to? June, yeah. we're going to cut your post-production in half. So it went from 12 months mm-hmm. to six months of post-production. And if you hear, like, Christopher McQuarrie talks about working, like, 18 hours straight and yeah. shit like that. Like Talk same. about crunch time. And it was such a good movie. I Rogue know. Nation was amazing. And they were writing that movie during production. Yeah. And then 
um, their post-production got axed right in half. Oh, it's, and then it came out brilliantly. Yeah, it was amazing. Arguably like, the best one. Arguably. What a guy. Yeah. How did he do that? I don't know, but they should get him behind a Marvel movie with the way he works. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's, it's quite amazing. It's yeah. a miracle. And then, of course, they go into, uh, what's it? Fallout. Oh, Fallout, thank you. No Fallout. problem. And, uh, the ankle. They go first of all. They go into it with no script again. No script. Well, it's like again. half written script, yeah. and they're writing it on the day. Yeah. And of course, Tom Cruise, being the mad bastard that he yeah. is, does his own stunts, shatters his ankle. And then there's the mustache gate as well. Get Henry Cavill to shave his mustache. Oh yeah. So they had to talk to Warner Brothers. Yeah. And Warner Brothers were like, no. Actually, we got visual effects teams that could do that. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. But anyway, another... They had to shut down. But then they had to they shut it down for a little bit and then had to reschedule loads of things so they yeah. could still film, but without Tom Cruise. But Tom Cruise is Mission Impossible, so yeah. it must have been really difficult. And they also had to give him time to learn how to fly a helicopter properly and do all the oh stunts and everything. Oh, my God, he's everything. such a mad bastard. I love it. I love it. And now for this one, again, coronavirus has stopped. Just it. started. Yeah. And they're like, three weeks were planned in Italy. Yeah. This is going to be a back-to-back shoot as well. So yeah. I'd imagine the schedule is very Tight. firmly in place, you yeah. know, like step by step. And then they just started filming. I like, boom. If I'm honest, I think it's a good sign because every Macquarie movie has been faced with problems and they've all turned out amazing. Amazing. So maybe these problems are what makes them amazing yeah. because it's like crunch time. We got to make this work. It's like a Mission Impossible movie. You know what I mean? You know, you it sounds like it's li- literally impossible making the Mission making Impossible the movie, movie. And yet they smash it every time just like Ethan Hunt. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's why John Woo's movie was terrible. Mission yeah. Impossible 2 because everything worked out to a T. To a T. It's yeah. like, oh, wow, that was a great, that was great production. Like that the, was, it went, Everything went brilliantly. It was too easy in my opinion. And then opinion. the movie was dog shit. Was dog shit. So look, that's Mission Impossible news. Um, yeah, so I want it back in front of the cameras. Yeah. Um, back in front of the cameras and please give us those Mission Impossible. But this is like the Mission Impossible story. It's like the cliche now. Yeah, totally. Oh, the Quarry's making it. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. So he's doing seven and eight together. Yeah. So something's going to happen on eight. <laughs> has to. His other ankle's going to shatter. He's going to blow out his knee. Oh, Tom Cruise. Something, something's going to happen. Something's got to give. And it's going to be a great movie. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I have faith. Oh, it's it's uh, that's it. They feel the Mission Impossible pressure, which is why they're able to put it on screen so well. I don't know how he performs so well every time. Oh, they just knock it out of the park every time. I love it. We're big Mission Impossible fans. I don't know if you knew that. Big here. Tom Cruise uh, fans. Big Tom Cruise fans. So, uh, Tommy yeah. Boy. Tommy Boy. So to move on now, to the last thing we're going to touch on today. Oh, it's going to get rough. The Batman full suit reveal images kind of came out. Yeah, it's and a stunt man. It's a stunt man. So we're kind of hoping the suit's a bit padded. You know, maybe it's not the final thing. It's just kind of the helmet particularly being extra round and kind of weird looking. And it's Q-tip man. And it's not, you know, and it's not uh, Robert Pattinson in the suit. So, you know, it's going to look a bit weird because it's designed to make him look good. No one else. Yeah, the stunt. It's very clearly a stunt man. Yeah, it's actually his jaw is so defined yeah. that it's weird that they even used him because yeah. it, it really clearly looks like someone else. It looks like a different. Like it's not even, again. It's for a motorcycle scene where he accidentally falls off the bike at one stage. So like, <laughs> see, they're, they're filming in Scotland and like we're in Ireland and we're yeah. pretty close to them. It is frosty right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm slipping and sliding. It's happening all the time. 
but yeah, yeah, finally got a good picture of it there. Everything, like, it's not so bad. The bat bike being kind of a low-tech one. I'm fine with the bat cycle, yeah, or whatever you call it, the Batman. Bat bike, bat, bat cycle, bike, whatever yeah. it's called. Um, like, that's fine, you know? It's the forearms. It's the forearms. What's it's, going on it's there? the gauntlets. I don't know what those, as you pointed out, Q-tips are. He looks like Q-tip man. Like, he has to keep cleaning out his yeah. ears. I, <sighs> even if, like, they're not Q-tips, they look like they're surgical equipment or something like that. Like, they just, look like they slip out, and I don't think they're supposed to I look like that. I just don't know what they are, and they just look bad, in my opinion. Like, he has the he has the wings, the... the uh, I don't know what they're called. I don't know what, like almost like fins. He has the fins on the arm, which again, classic Batman. Love it. Love the look. But the these things, like for some reason, they've made the gauntlets huge and they've stuck these things on top and it just looks janky. He's all forearm. He's, He's all, all for- forearm. Yeah. He, his two forearms are huge, huge because of these things. He has like 20 Q-tips on either side. It's fucking insane. I don't understand. It, I, my eyes are drawn to it. Yeah, and not for a good reason. And by the way, like if anyone listened to our last episode, where we were so high on this as fuck, we were yeah. like, the suit looks amazing. Mm. We were looking at the test footage, yeah. with the the red lighting, mm-hmm. and we we're like, oh my god, he's owning it. We yeah. love it. Yeah. The shoulder pads, the symbol. We're hoping they're actually the parts of the gun, gun. that killed his parents. Yeah. yeah, we were so into it, and then this just uh, it hit me. Yeah. I was like. What? What is that? I was telling you my friend was like so into it and then so out so of it instantly it. he was like yeah. no no um, yeah look it's um it's weird it's, it's weird and again I've the stuff in the actual Robert Pattinson reveal I still like I think oh, of I, course. I actually like the chest more now now that I've yeah. seen it in full the and shoulder pads look great shoulders as well. look good um he doesn't have a cape in it but I feel like it'll be added in post that's kind of how capes are done especially yeah. for a motorcycle scene yeah I think oh definitely because yeah. it's so dangerous they're, it gets caught in the wheel they're not going to make a guy on a motorbike have a cape you know and I think Zack Schneider really set the template where you're like whoa Superman's cape Completely CGI yeah. in the Man of Steel all the way through. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Unless you look for it. There's yeah. times where I, I, I've been looking for it now and I'm like, oh, I can kind of see uh, that CGI. Yeah. But if you're not thinking about it, yeah, you're it fine. looks really good. Um, and then we see a bit more colour. Like he's got a bit of yellow on the shoulders. You can see a that. A little bit, yeah. And the gun, has, it's got like, or the bat symbol has a bit of orange in there. Like yeah. all those are nice. It looks a little bit weathered, which I yeah. didn't think it looked in the camera test. No, but it's the, lo- the test footage. It's taking some damage, which is nice. Again. Maybe that's just a stuntman falling off the bike. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, we don't have a good look at the legs but he's kind of got more we're hoping he's not wearing like combat, combat pants, pants yeah. which is kind of what it looks like here now maybe again because it's a stuntman they give him something for a bit more freedom of motion and, down and there. more padding maybe on the legs yeah. so that's why it looks like it looks a bit like different. hockey pants like hockey pads yeah uh, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one see it could be nighttime as well yeah. we don't know because it's a, it's a daytime shot they do that in post they a do lot that of the in time. post a lot of times so yeah. So no cape. It yeah. could be night time. Yeah. Maybe the Q-tips have something to do with the plot. Yeah. I don't know. I'm or, hoping. Yeah, maybe it's just for this bike scene that he has them. Yeah. Or he's doing a lot of rock climbing, so he's got massive forearms. <laughs> I don't know. I, either way, um, it soured me momentarily. Yeah, it knocked me a bit. And I thought about it for a while, and I've decided I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. Because be- everything else to do with this movie has been so great. I'm very hyped. There was a leaked Riddler image. That yeah. Is a Riddler, potential Riddler of a victim. And it looked like the looked victim cool, got brutal. destroyed. Yeah. Um, so, again, I was hyped for that. Kind of looked a li- little bit R-rated. A little bit R-rated, yeah. So, fingers crossed. Mm. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I hope 
it's just weird because we were it literally we were so hyped on yeah. this last week. We we I think you talked for about it for like a good twenty minutes. Yeah, you're just like I love it, I love, I love it, it, I love, I love it. it. And then we're yeah. like, uh, mm, ooh, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I, that chick can take some good photos on Facebook. Then yeah. but then when we see her in real life, see her in real life, she's looking a bit janky, yeah, yeah, a bit weird. Um, look, give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, it's not Robert Pattinson in it, which is my it's big not. thing, which means. It, it's not meant to look good right now. You know what I mean? I hope so. It's, I hope so. In my mind, like the stuntman never gets to wear the real, the real stuff. Yeah. yeah, I know. And I'm thinking like, honestly, this, like it's, it looks like it's in a monastery. Yeah. Like it's a, a graveyard. A graveyard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking that it could be even at night. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, we don't have the, the cape. No. But, uh, and this is just someone taking a pictures, but we don't know any of the context. Yeah, I hate like I'm really hoping the Q-tips have something to do with the story. I know they're actually yeah. not Q-tips, but whatever they are, whatever they are, I don't like them. <laughs> no, I don't like. <laughs> I them don't either. like them at the end of the day. Maybe they'll look better on Robert Pattinson, but on this guy, I think they look terrible. Um, you were saying you hope they're not guns. I hope such. they're not guns. Or they look a, like they're gonna fire. Yeah, they look like they're shooting forearms. something, and I, I don't like that. Um, like I don't understand what else they could be I don't know, not I something don't, that he's going to be shooting I don't know what's like darts do you look like darts yeah. that he could be shooting yeah I don't know what purpose they serve so yeah. look we'll see Um, again uh, I'm just giving it the benefit of the doubt because I'm so excited about this movie me too me too uh, and I don't really want to hate I don't want to bash it at all I don't want to bash it at all because I am genuinely still up for the movie still excited about it something just fell over randomly yeah, but you're going to have weird. to ignore that sound Spooky. The Invisible Man. <gasps> Is that Kevin Bacon? Oh my God, he's naked I in here. I something on my crotch. He's naked in here. Someone grabbed my tit earlier. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you can see his spunk. I'm going to confirm that now. You can't see his yeah, spunk. Yeah, that's spunk. That's semen sure. right there. Bacon. <laughs> um, all right. Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Uh, we're going to do Hunk and Skunk now. Lay it on me, bish, because I can't remember what we decided <laughs> on earlier. Hunk is Jaws. Yes, yeah. Jaws. R- Richard Keel. Richard Keel is Jaws. With his one line of dialogue. Oh, he, he seals the deal. I he's love great. Him. I love him. Yeah, I he, love him It's too. great. He was a great addition to the Bond franchise. He's such a great bona fide henchman. Yeah, sorely missed. The super henchman. The uber henchman. And Skunk, I didn't write down because I forgot And it. I can't remember what oh, it was. What was it? What was it? We indeed? had a good one. And it wasn't for your eyes only because that was too easy. That's what we said. Yeah. And it wasn't... The, oh, it was Kevin Bacon, was I think. Kevin Bacon. The, the hollow man himself. Hollow man himself, yes. Kevin, With a hollow heart. A hollow heart. I actually like Kevin Bacon. Me too, I really like I him. I do. But we're giving him a skunk for hollow man. Yeah. Because he's an evil, evil man. <laughs> he's such that. a creep in it. I yeah. Love it. I kind of love how creepy he is because he's kind of like what every guy thinks in their head. Oh, if I if was, I was invisible, invisible... he literally does I'd all... I'd be in the women's changing rooms. Yeah. I think that's what they're kind of saying. And yeah. I'm like... Yeah. It's, it's not untrue no it's uh <laughs> yeah they, they really lean <laughs> you know, into the creep and the yeah in the hollow man thing anyway it's kind of like some of the first things i'm i would think of doing yeah i don't know if i would definitely execute those yeah but i definitely i don't think i would touch yeah i want to think i hope i wouldn't touch you know <laughs> i, hope I, I don't trust myself i yeah. don't have this ability again invisibility a very kind of Mm, power you it's know a what creepy I'm power it's a creepy power it's a creepy power and I think I would do a few creepy things I'm yeah, sorry to say I hate to say it but I agree with you I think you would do some creepy things and someone would be like where is that semen coming from <sighs> a lot of heavy <laughs> breathing the panting yeah 
<laughs> Someone's like taking a shower. And just, uh, uh, you can see her hair moving from the breath yeah, behind breath, her. Uh, breath and, just the, on and the condensation. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like, pay no attention to the wet meat slapping <laughs> oh sounds. I was like, we didn't corner. need that. We didn't need that. Nah, the listeners listen, definitely listen, didn't need that. Listen, they needed it. They needed it. Yeah, they, 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 they needed it. They got it. They got it. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank so you shame for, on you, Bacon. Yeah. Shame on you for being Hollow Man, even though it's a great performance. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So thank you, everyone, for listening to Straight Series episode 38. We'll be back next week. We will. Um, some more Bond hotness. Mm, yes. We think it's going to be a bit of a slog now, these last two movies. Yeah, we really do. But hey. Join in. Join, join in, in the fun. Please, yeah, join in the fun. And let us know what you think of the movies as join well. Join in the pain. Do you please agree that Moonraker is great? Because clearly Rotten Tomatoes doesn't. Doesn't, yeah. So we want to know if we're just weird or if Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Yeah. And I hope Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, catch you guys next time. Yeah, see you next time. Peace out. And don't be discouraged by the Batman thing. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Will it? It'll be fine. Q-tips. It'll be fine.